Do I know you? No, don't worry. I'm a cop. Still breathing? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. What the hell are you guys doing down here? Well, I don't remember. I have this condition. Well, I hope it's not as serious as his, because this guy's dead. Ow! Buddy! That shit killed! That was spoilers. All right, let's get into our yes or no's then. Brett, I know that you're like a huge Nolan guy and this is like your wheelhouse. Go ahead and start us with your yes or no's. Yeah, me and me and Corey are big uh, Nolan guys, but yeah, this is a definite yes. I mean, I think the first time you watch this movie, I think it's ma- I think it's masterpiece level. I don't get the whole, you guys, Stevie's been talking about gimmicks this whole podcast. I don't really get it. <laughs> Why that matters? I mean, like, <laughs> he likes he likes Tarantino is like the gimmicky, the most gimmicky director in the last thirty years. But when Nolan does it, actually something original, mm. it's too gimmicky. Anyway, sorry Stevie. I mean, you just were railing on it the whole episode, and I mean, yeah, I think it's awesome. It's a, it's a like the first time you watch it, it's amazing. Second time, it does lose a little bit of its flair, but I think the ending's really cool. Um, I don't usually like ambiguous endings, but um, I think Teddy's story mixed with what you've been told the whole movie is just kind of cool. It's like a little toss-up of who to believe. It's definitely an unreliable narrator. Um, I don't think Christopher Nolan can do any wrong, and uh, this is kind of like the first movie where he got a huge following. So, But not for the movie, the following. This is all backwards. Uh, and so, yes, hard yes. Alrighty, Josh. Yes or no? What do you think? First of all, QT's feet aren't gimmicks, okay? Yeah, neither is That's different. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll give this a. I'll give this a pretty solid yes. Um, I know my voice on this pod has been a little wishy-washy, I guess, and I feel like I've voiced most of my complaints, but <laughs> yeah, like. There's some really cool parts, and I think just the uniqueness alone of this movie, I think you got to give it a yes just for straight-up originality. So that's my brief yes, Stevie. Soft yes. No, no, I'll say straight yes. Okay, is it a solid straight or soft? (laughs) You said all three, bro. Solid, soft, straight. It's a solid, soft, straight yes. All right, see, that's like a a medium Vigo, I guess. It's weird. I don't know. It's weird. Um, Pappy. Uh, yeah, I'll also give this a yes with three S's, solid, soft, and straight. No, this is a very hard yes. Um, one thing I can't believe that we didn't bring up this whole podcast, how <laughs> the license plate ends with IU. Like, come on. Like, everyone had to have loved that in college. Indiana, Indiana. I, the concept is really awesome. I think all the performances are really awesome. And it's not just edited haphazardly like the the editing comes together to tell the story really really well from uh leonard's point of view our main character i really love this movie probably top tier no one for me just on its originality alone like josh said so very hard yes for me attaboy 
Descent. Classic masterpiece. Kylo. Yeah, this is Corey, Kylo Ren memes. I'm going to give this movie a yes for all the reasons I discussed on the pod. You know, I think I said it all. You did, you did. And you said it well. Thank you. Okay. All right, so that's, I think, four yeses so far, down to me. Oh, man, I know I was back and forth on this pod a lot. A lot of agreements, a lot of disagreements. Um, a lot of ins, lots of outs. Ah, God. I've been kind of going back and forth on it the entire time. I will give this like the softest, softest of yeses, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I like I get it. It's a really well made movie. I find this movie kind of boring at times. Like I said, like mm. I'm not always piqued by like noir films, and like one of my favorite movies is a noir film, but only because there's huge payoffs and laughs. That's the Big Lebowski. Um, you guys know me. Like I also find Blade Runner kind of boring. And Pap, you know this. We brought up on the pod. Nolan's characters are typically kind of flat, and he loves to kill his women, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't care yeah. a lot about the people, like you said. Yeah, he doesn't care a lot about the people. Usually, kind of flat characters, but. <laughs> The execution of the story and the movie is so well made. So for that reason, I will give it a yes. And also, I think, I don't know who Guy Pierce pissed off in his career, but I think he should be a much bigger actor than he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just such a good actor. And, like, he's also incredibly good looking, too. So I don't understand, mm-hmm. like, why uh he hasn't had a bigger career than he has but i hope he keeps acting to the day he dies because i just think he's cool as shit he's good so, at everything too though he is good in everything i just i don't know if he's one of those people that's very picky about projects or hard Possibly. to work with but i just i don't know i, I want to see him in more movies outside of like douchebags in the mcu you know i think i heard bill <laughs> simmons say he doesn't think he picks his projects well but i don't know if that's fair <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I just think he's a great actor. Have you guys seen like Rover? No, that's no. a Robert Pattinson movie that I really want to see. It's good. I mean, if you like Robert Pattinson, you like Guy Pierce, it's really cool. It's a good movie. I, I'm, I'm one of the. I know I'm in the minority, but I think L.A. Confidential is the best movie of the '90s, and he's amazing in that. So uh, he is amazing. He's also amazing in Lawless. Like, he's an amazing bad guy in Lawless. He's great in The Count of Monte Cristo. You know, he's just a good actor, and I hope he gets, in the future, just, like, bigger, more roles. I mean, no, he's been acting forever, but it's just, like, he should be bigger. I don't know why he isn't. Alrighty, so I think that's yeses all around. Pap, what's that make it? Um, does he eat in this movie? A A beer with A spit beer? Yeah. (laughs) I I think about that all the time. Don't, Don't drink that one. It's dusty. Uh, <laughs> give me a bottle of whiskey. I don't feel like I'm drunk. Yeah, <laughs> traffic's fine. <laughs> I didn't realize who he was married. Who Guy Pierce is married to? Who's he, he married, married to? to? He's Woman married Pierce? to Me- Melisandre. Gal Pierce. 
What? I like your joke, Kylo. Gal Pierce. Thank, thank you. Oh, yes, Andrew. I hope that funny. makes it in the edit. <laughs> Carice Van Houten or Houten. Yep. Been married to her. Oh, yeah. Been married to her. Well, the red it. woman. They're dating. They're, they're partners, whatever that means. Okay. It's so like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Possibly, yeah. Power couple. Tim the Robbins, Susan couple. Sarandon. Are they married? I thought they did. Are they still married? I thought they divorced. Maybe. Oh, right on my nutsack. What? <laughs> Where do we stand on Wyatt Russell? <laughs> I'm rooting for him just because of who his father is. Like, he's one of the few people where I'm like, I'm rooting for him because, like, I love his father. Is he your new Captain America? Not my captain. <sighs> no, because right Sam's nuts. captain, man. Like, Sam's cap. I've been but reading like, that they're going to skip over him. Sam? And go to... Uh, this- Hop on the Captain Britain storyline. Oh, oh just like hot. leave it at that. Like no Sam is Captain America proper. Like just almost <laughs> like actually, my sister was saying that they might even just like completely wipe out that timeline. But we'll see what happens. What the fuck? Who cares? Uh, I don't like that man. But all right, you guys ready for some trivia? Yeah, yes. let's do it. Okay. Um, Pap did send me the order because he's a good friend and I have it right here. So, just like Teddy, a good friend. Such a good, such a good friend. So the most recent of hosts would be George, Corey, Pappy, and Brett's been on the schneid. Yeah, I mean, a lot of post turnover recently though it's i've been, been colluded up. against it doesn't seem like you're yeah. on the schneid i'm still editing good son to this day <laughs> thank, god, thank this. god you are josh because i've been feeling guilty <laughs> well that shouldn't stop Why? you from feeling guilty you said you'd edit it no i said i'd give it a shot and i i gave it a shot in my brain and it didn't work out listen i said i'd give it a shot. shooters i shoot, didn't Brad. try at all you need to get conditioned you need to work on instinct you need to start writing some notes put some tattoos about audacity on, yeah. your, on your thigh i got a lot going on right now i uh, we started this new thing meditation working out there we go Ooh, uh, i love to hear it oh, let's okay. go brett do you have like a mantra brett you can't you edit every day and still work out because no one does that on this podcast. Nope. You've edited like five more pods than me. Corey. Infinity more, though. <laughs> All right. So I hate to break the news to Brett. Oh, no advantage. There's really no advantage. <gasps> so this game That's is called. <laughs> this game. Is, this game is called, if you ain't first, you're last. So, there's eight questions, double elimination, so you're eliminated if you miss two, and there's a final round. So, if you get if you, if you get one right, you're in the winner's circle, but you're still gonna pick a question anyway, because it can take away an easy question from someone else. So, Brett, <clears throat> you're gonna pick a number one through eight, and that way you can't say I'm giving you hard questions or easy questions. It's just purely to chance. And we'll go from there. Sound good? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Uh, you want me to go now? Yep, you're up, pal. Uh, I'll go with five. Fiverr. Let's go, Brett. All right, Brett. 
First question, numero five. Carl Malone, a famous basketball player who's had more affairs with 13-year-old children than championship rings, what? Started, started his career with the Utah Jets. Which team did he finish it with? Ooh, I know this. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. Corey Brett gave it away. Brett is in the winner's circle. Yeah. I knew that, man. My favorite yeah. onion. one team, Kylo. My favorite onion post of all time said, Lakers great Carl Malone retires. Everyone knows that. Did he really have an affair <clears throat> with a 13 year old CV? Yeah, he got her pregnant. Oh. Yeah, I and then didn't that. didn't give her a dime of alimony. What the hell, alimony? Child support, you mean. Or child support, yeah, not alimony, child support. There you go. He didn't give her alimony either, though, technically, because, you know, yep. they were never married. Yeah, so Carl Malone, <laughs> great guy. All right. The mailman. The mailman, exactly, except he doesn't deliver on Sundays. Pappy, you're up. Number one. Numero uno. Okay. <sighs> Disneyland was the first Disney park opened on July 17th, 1955. Mm -hmm. The latest park opened on June 16th, two days before my wedding, which Pappy flew halfway around the world to be at and was exhausted, 2016. What is the name of that park? I don't know. Uh, Shanghai? That is correct. Pappy's in the winner's circle. The name of the park is Shanghai? Disney Shanghai. Shanghai. Yeah, There's Disney a city Shanghai. with that name. Yeah, people probably get pretty confused when they roll up in Shanghai. <laughs> yeah, you're in Shanghai. I'd like to go to Shanghai, please. You're here. Yeah. Take it. Yes. <laughs> oh, damn it. All right, we'll figure it out. Okay. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. That means, Corey, you are up. I pick a, a number between one and what? Tell you what, let's just tell you what, let's just go through my numbers messed up and I was leading them. So let's just go one through six now. And some of them have been taken. Which ones? No, it was one through uh, eight. You minus two already. I minus two. So yeah, I pick one through six because my numbers kind of, it's a whole thing. Okay, it's six. Okay. Numero six. Okay. <laughs> this originally was question eight. So it'll make sense in a way. So as I said this, for the eighth question, our latest episode available on spoilers is Dark City, episode number 416. If you go all the way back, what was our episode for episode number eight? Hint, local blues band goes California, turns their back on Chicago. The Blues Brothers? That is incorrect. That was episode eight, Documentary Now. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'll delete that. Uh, Josh, does that mean you're up? It does. Did anyone mention that Carl Malone is also a huge stauncher and NRA supporter? He's a piece of shit. Did we know this? Anyway, that like, I'll take number. That I'll take number two. That supersedes <laughs> impregnating a twelve-year-old. No, I said, you guys. Two. I said two. <laughs> Number two, my lord. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> the first U.S. state was Delaware in 1787. What was the last state added in the year 1959? <clears throat> I'm just going to go off my... F oh, gosh. Well, there's two obvious choices, right? 
An answer in Canada? <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> How long ago did Russia give us Alaska? That's my question. I, my first instinct was Hawaii popped in my head. It's got to be one of those two. I'll just go with Hawaii. Josh is in the winner circle as well. <gasps> Let's go. Uh-huh. All right, just so the people can play along at home. You guys want to finish these out? Yeah. All right, because I always think people just like want to do more trivia anyway. And show off in front of their spouses or their kids if they can. But Corey still needs to make his, right? Or Oh, that's right. Corey hasn't made it yet. 1867, He gets one more chance or what? Oh, yeah, he does. So this is kind of strategy by you guys. Uh, Pick the numero. So, Brett, go again. You have um, (laughs) options one through four. Uh, Three. There's a good one. John Stockton. A famous basketball player who's appeared in more QAnon conspiracy theory documentaries <laughs> than Championships One, started and ended his career with the Utah Jazz. Where did he play his collegiate career? Oh, at? that's a great Gonzaga. question. Nice, Brett. Nice, Brett. Good job. I think these are great questions, by the way. I mean, I don't what mean to toot it? my, ho- toot my own horn. Gonzaga. I love mm-hmm. the basketball questions. Like, well, it's just because I hate John Stockton and Carl Malone more than any players I can even remember in recent history. Are you trying to make um, them so, the new Claptons of the pod? Oh, for sure. I hate both those dudes. Yeah, I hate them. Again, you're comparing. You're, I'm a Bulls fan, Brett. I can yeah. hate them. So am I, and I hated them. I just, I've like really <laughs> respected Stockton's game lately, like way before any of this crap came out. I respect the crap out of this game. I hated his guts. When he played, I'm remember just when so Jimmy happy Kimmel they... did that Carl Malone bit on the Man Show? He used to do that like recurring thing. No, oh, like... he wants you to forget that as blackface, right? He did blackface know, dude, with Carl funny. Malone. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't care either. But he, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's not real blackface anyway. I mean, that's like old minstrel crap. That's like really offensive. Anyway, okay, Pappy, <laughs> options one through three. I loved when they played Carl Malone on Crank Anchors and they said, uh, ghosts are scary, but they don't bite. (laughs) (laughs) Number one. Number one again, please. Number one, my lord. (laughs) Michael Jackson took his last breath in Los Angeles, California. Where did he take his first? Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana, my man. There's no advantage here, you said, right? Did you know that one, Kylo? Fuck no, bro. Okay, there you go. Famous person from Indiana. Because I'm not from Indiana. No one outside of Indiana knows that. Everyone knows that Michael Jackson was born in Curry, Indiana. The play The Music Man is about his life growing up. (laughs) Man. No movie (laughs) trivia again, because you know I dominate. All right, Corey. Options one through two. It's your last shot. All right, go with number one, baby. Number one, my lord. We last went to the moon in the year 1972. Great year. What year did we first go? Easy. Oh, so easy. Not easy. Yes, it's easy. Well, we landed on the moon, supposedly, in... I actually don't know, so I'm just going to guess. 1961. Oof. Woof. Sorry, Corey. You will not be attending your fellow mates in the winner's circle. <sighs> the year is we went to the moon in 1969. 
See, nice. Man, bro. Nice. 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 Sorry, man. No, that's okay. I can't afford to do another host for a while anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Josh, you're the last one. Numero uno, here's your question. At long last, thanks to a season four of Stranger Things, Metallica's Master of Puppets has entered the Billboard Top 40. What year did the first season of Stranger Things appear on or uh, go on? Well, what year was the first season of Stranger Things? Uh, man, I was all queued up in the back of the room, ready to do a medicine, my lord. Just didn't work <laughs> there. <laughs> uh, that's... That's an interesting question because they're on season four now. It's 2022. You'd think, oh, yeah, season a year. So that should be 2019. 19, 20, 20, 20. But I don't think that's right. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing they took like three years worth of gaps in there. And since this question doesn't really matter, I don't think. I'm just going to guess 2016. Can you give me a date? Whoa. October? Halloween! Oh, man, it's so close. It was July 15, 2016. Good job, Josh. Mm. In the winner's circle again. Okay. This is a closest two. (gasps) And I'm also going to count down. All right? What does that mean? It means when I say your name, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go five, (laughs) four, three, two, and if my one goes off and I don't hear an answer, you are eliminated with Corey out of the winner's circle. Can you give us a Y'all couple of silent answers to actually like pipe yeah. in there? Like five, four, blank, blank, one. Yeah. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. No, you're not counting down. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Yeah. I get so, to go last, right? You do get to go last. Okay. Am I first, that is then? your advantage of being in the winner's circle and on the schneid. So, Josh, you are first. You ready? Can I opt to go second? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> you ready? Uh, yeah, what? <laughs> yes, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so it's not when I get done with a question. It's when I say your name. All right? All right, all right, all right, all right. <clears throat> How many days will have passed between the U.S. release date of Memento and the future U.S. release date of Oppenheimer. Days. Josh. Holy. Five, four, three, two, 2,500. 2,500. 2,500 says Josh. Oh, I hate it. Get the next people going. They're doing math. Happy. 6,500. 6,500. Dang it. Brett. Five, four, three. 2,500. Two. In one. No, what? (laughs) (laughs) Retail number of days. Oh my God, I'm so scared. That will have passed between the US release date of Memento. It's definitely Pappy. And the future release date of Oppenheimer is 8,162 days. Pappy, you are the winner of Memento Trivia. How does that make you feel? Uh, I I guessed, like, so I was doing it in my head, I thought it was going to be, like, 20 
years and, and mm. I, just, I was just doing easy numbers so i was like 20 <laughs> times 300 <laughs> and then throw in like some change so that was my yep. that <laughs> was a really that was a really good strategy stevie <sighs> stevie yes that's one of the best trivias ever good job why is that is this fun yeah i mean i thought i, I put like the pedal of the metal on you guys and just let's start counting it out i like that so yeah so let's give pap um some time to do you have an idea of what you're gonna go with pap do you have a master oh, list at least i know i have yeah i know i've got like my next 12 picks okay so out. let's do this so i'm kind of <laughs> operating on the way that lenny would um do we have any reviews to read that we haven't reviewed lately that we haven't read lately no not really Oh man, that kind we of did have someone up. comment on the YouTube video for Jurassic World that as soon as they saw Locust, they were out, and that's a very good observation. We we could use a couple reviews. That would be cool. I I mean I've been meaning to read some of the compliments we got from a fan on Facebook, but I haven't. Like I say, I don't think we get many any compliments on SoundCloud. People seem pretty angry at us on SoundCloud. Like that's why I at least angry towards me. I don't people like me on SoundCloud. But um Okay, so let's kick the spoilers, man. Give Pap some time to think about his next movie, and then uh, we'll be back. Take it away, spoilers, man. Special thank you to our patrons. Druid King. This has nothing to do with you. Nick. Lenny! Guess what name came up? David. The Meg. Come on, I'll buy you lunch. The Wolf. What do you want? Barky420. It's okay, we know each other, right, kid? Davey Kerr. So if I seem a little strange or rude or something, uh, I've told you this before, haven't I? Matt Troll. He's a bad cop. He's the one that checked you into the discount. Eh? He's been calling you for days now, telling you shit, slipping envelopes under your door, shit like that. Total movie recall. He gave the police a complete package. They found the sap with my blood on it in the dead man's hand. And they only found my gun. They didn't need to look for anybody else. Spencer. You don't remember anything. You don't remember where you've been or what you've just done. Nurse Stacy. You know, you know who you are, and you know kind of all about yourself. But just for day-to-day -day stuff, notes are really uh, useful. Brother Brian. Look how happy you are. I wanted to see that face again. If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. And we are back, I think. Yeah, we are. 
Pap, since you are the winner of trivia, what are we spoiling next time for the, uh, I guess you could say our, our standard spoilers episodes? Yeah, uh, so I'm on, I've been playing some pretty good trivia lately. I'm pretty proud of myself. I want to hearken back to an original queen of spoilers who, by my count, I see is in one, two, Sigourney. three, four, five, what? six episodes of spoilers. No. And she's about to be in at least a seventh. She's Sigourney Weaver. Ooh. And to celebrate Avatar coming out later this year, we're going to do the original 2009 Avatar. <gasps> nice. nice. Buckle up, boys. It's a big one. That's going to be fun. Oh, man. Dude, it's like a three-hour movie. A three-hour tour. Oh, dude. Like, Mikey's going to be pissed. You like it, Stevie. <laughs> Can I say something, though, about this pick? Should we split it in two? Go ahead, Stevie. We can split it in three if you want, Pap. Like... Not gonna lie, like, and Corey can attest to this too. Like, Pandora and Disney World is kind of fucking amazing. Yeah. And, like, it's incredibly amazing. And also, like, there's times where it's like, you know, I'll have like a little bit to drink. I'll have like a whiskey sour or something. And my wife will have Avatar on. She watches four movies, and that's one of them. And it's like, you know, I'm watching it. And I'm like, you know, it's not that bad sometimes. So maybe Mikey can come around. The next time I want the next time I want to watch Avatar, I'll just watch Dances with Wolves. It'll be fine. Or Pocahontas. It's the same thing. <laughs> oh my gosh! The last is it Samurai? too long? No, it too long? we can't do no. a double episode either because no, Pappy, okay. we're doing That's a new commitment to. to these like weekly. We want to do like weekly movie games, right? This is something that's dear to our is- hearts. The day we record this, I think there's only been four movie game episodes that have come out in 2022. Ooh, that's so. pathetic. That's pathetic. <laughs> back on that. Yeah. Avatar. Right. Avatar, JC, not Jesus Christ, but James Cameron. Let's go. I just want to say thanks for listening to, you know, honestly, thank you to all of our listeners who are listening right now, whether it's in the car, at home, mowing the lawn, in the morning on the way to work. Just want to say thank you for listening to us. We put in a lot of work. Pappy, Josh, Corey do a ton of editing. Brett's trying. He's attempting in his brain to edit, which is more than I've done in six years. So I just want to say thank you to you guys. Thank you for listening. That was Spoilers. So Brett, what do you make of the ending of this movie? What about it? What do you make of it? Like... Do you, like, do you like the way this movie unfolded? Kind of like the open ending. Where do you think Lenny goes from here? Uh, to answer your question, yeah, I do. I do like the ending. Um, I like how you the beginning is the end. Uh, insert Enigma song from the nineties. Um, uh, I won't sing it for you. Uh, what is Lenny? Please, I think, please let out oh, your velvety pipes. Did man remember that song? Return no. to Innocence? No. Yeah, dude. That's the rain dance song. You do that around the campfire and it starts uh, raining. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I just, appro- I just appropriated some Native American culture, so Pappy, they I don't apologize. Do they don't do those Pappy. rain dances. I just meant that me wailing like that. Um, I'm sorry. All my trivia is based on the movie The Indian in the Cupboard. I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> Plastic. Um, I think you kind of get, it is ambiguous uh, in what happened to his wife. But I think, and I actually didn't pick this up the first time or two I watched it. Um, I think you kind of, they do tell you what he is up to. Um, 
he set that whole thing up at the beginning, I believe, to actually kill Teddy uh, because he was mad at him. So I think he's going to keep doing that kind of thing because, like, uh, Teddy actually says he needs, like, a quest. So I think he's going to keep going around. This is the biggest movie flaw to me, though, that I noticed here. Is like, once you have the license plate written down, that's really specific. How can he keep this quest going and going when he has a specific <laughs> license plate number and a guy that's dead <laughs> who owned that car? He doesn't, he doesn't say what state that license plate's <laughs> <Okay>. from. <laughs> a lot of states. <laughs> a lot of states. But when would he have seen the car? What do you mean? He didn't see the truck until the end with the license plate on it, right? Yeah. Well, it's so not the truck's he... license plate. No, it's, it's the one actually... that Teddy drives around in. Yeah. Uh, Teddy's yeah. actual car. Oh, yeah. the crappy one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Do you guys... Are you with me on that? Run it by me again? Yeah, not particularly. Stevie, can... are you on the same page? Well, this... There's some things that really don't make any sense to me in this movie, but I think that's one of them. It's like when you once you have a certain piece of information, and he's talking about having systems. I know he's an unreliable narrator. I get that. But like common sense would kind of tell you like, okay, like I have this piece of information. Like the cycle of like what he's doing like would break pretty quickly, I think. Okay, Th- think about what he's doing. To, like his facts, Brett. Or like it's yeah. a it's a male. He's white. He deals <laughs> drugs. His name is John. John. And then G. all of a sudden it's like boom, license plate number, all nine digits. Like you can't keep questing. He he closed his quest by tattooing the license plate number, but the ending seems to act like he's opening his quest up by killing Teddy. That's not what I meant. I just meant he killed him like as payback and punishment. I don't think that has to do with it leading into his next quest. That's you think what, it was I, pay- what I think. Payback for what? He's mad about being used by him. He thinks he's a liar at the beginning. That's why he stops and get writes it down and has him tattoo the thing on it because he knows it'll eventually lead to Teddy who he wants to kill. That's at least an opinion I read online. Is that your opinion though? Uh, I, think, I think it makes sense. There's like 26 versions of Guy Pierce. Like every time he wakes up, it's kind of a different him. And I do agree. In that one scene, Brett, he like decided to murder Teddy, right? When he wrote down the license plate. And I, I guess that's what you're getting at. Yeah. I mean, again, that's not something I really picked up on the first time I. He marked him for dead. He did. And so, uh, I mean. Whether, I don't know how he's going to get a quest without the leads or whatever that Teddy gave him. So maybe he will try to stop or, but I don't know. I know in the short story, he knows that he's going to keep doing that kind of thing. Now that's the story that Christopher Nolan's brother wrote, right? Yeah, it's actually, yes, it is. It's kind of a funny, a cool story where they were like driving across country he has like a criminal, like a criminal brother, right? Oh my god! I was like, can we make it through this podcast without bringing up the third Nolan brother? <laughs> why? The, the murderous. Why? Thing. It's interesting because all these it movies is. are pretty much about him, yeah, and then he always has a con artist in his movies. Basically, yeah, all <laughs> these movies are about him. 
He's like, everyone's lived with a con artist murderer, right? That's regular so, stuff. He's their murderer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you. Whoa. Every time we bring it up, it's like you're ex- excited as Guy Pierce hearing <laughs> something for the first time. He's a murderer? His brother murdered somebody for I real? don't know. I think he did. I, wait, come on, guys. I feel, I feel like I'm having freaking deja vu. This is the oldest brother, right? Kylo, is this like when I keep bringing guys getting hit in the head <laughs> on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly like that. This is the oldest brother? Yes, I believe so. That's... I think it is the oldest. Now, did the oldest brother write this short story? No, no. he's not. No, he's the not. Other no, he's not. <laughs> is he laying the blueprint? If That's probably I why he's so mad, because his two brothers are freaking geniuses and he's a turd. Have you guys ever had a dream where you murdered someone? Probably. Um. Yeah. Probably. I don't remember my. I don't remember my dreams, but I've definitely killed you in my dream. Dude, that was in your waking like daydream. That's not the same. <laughs> so oh, if Mikey was here, he'd do the he'd do the gun cock sound. I had a dream last week where I killed my grandfather, and I love my Paradox. grandfather. And he's like really old and honestly not doing great. Like that makes no sense. But like Inception, the whole dream takes place in this section of time where I'm kind of like, I know I had murdered him and my pick, my like family is trying to contact me on my cell phone. And I'm like trying to run away or something. And like, I had forgotten about that dream and this movie made it come back. That shit sucks. London City is my place Wipe the dirty raindrop from my eyes Why did you do it? In the movie? Or in my dream? I have no idea. I think a lot like Guy Pearce. Subconsciously, I think all sons are terrified of becoming their father. So Josh was just breaking the cycle. How did you do it? Why do you hate your grandpa? Dude, come on now. It's terrifying. This whole thing is terrifying. (laughs) Josh remembers every little detail. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to get into that. (laughs) But I thought that was interesting because obviously Christopher Nolan is into the dreamscape and time. And his brother being a murderer, I think he's had to kind of like live... Like there's this empathy you'd have with your brother if he killed someone and you're thinking about those moments probably a lot, obsessing over it. Um, probably thinking like, what if you could reverse time and not murder someone, brother? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Sorry, I'm ranting a little bit, but I think that stuff about his brother is really interesting considering what his movies are typically about. Apparently his brother's like an assassin. Um... <laughs> Yeah, like like one of the top headlines I'm reading right now. The story of Christopher Nolan's alleged assassin brother. Wanting for the murder of American financier Robert Cohen. Yeah, I bet he wouldn't kill his own grandpa, though. It's not that fucked up. Not even in his dreams. <laughs> too far, too far. <laughs> Kylo, this movie has a lot of key players and ins and outs. For someone like who's just like watching movie for the first time or like listening to our pod to kind of get a grasp of the movie, can you explain kind of the Sammy Jankis arc and how it ties in with our Lenny? 
I mean, look at Sammy Jankis. His own wife couldn't deal with it. I told you about how she tried to get him to snap out of it. Eventually, she came to see me at the office. I found out all kinds of shit. She told me about life with Sammy, how she treated him. Thank you for seeing me. The, uh, the lead character in this movie, Guy Pierce, his name's Leonard. And uh, for those that don't know anything about this movie, he has a memory problem. He has a, a very short-term memory, it seems. He can't maintain new memories, is the way he explains it to people. So he lived a normal life. One day, Leonard had an accident, which we'll talk about. Um, but since that day, he has not been able to maintain new memories. So he's always kind of like waking up fresh, and the story is told in, uh, in such a way where we're with him, where we don't know what's going on. We just see him in a scenario, and we don't know how he got there. It seems to last a varying amount of time. I'd say like a couple hours, maybe sometimes even less, maybe maybe minutes uh, sometimes. But he has a tattoo on his hand. He has many other tattoos, but the one on his hand says, remember Sammy Jenkins. Sammy Jenkins is who you're asking about, right? Yeah, Sammy Jenkins. So Leroy in, uh, Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man good times I used to play a lot of MMOs Josh and that <laughs> every day with that <laughs> Sammy Jenkins was a guy that uh, Leonard knew in his former life so he does have memories of this person and his condition Sammy Jenkins condition was the same as Leonard's where he Jenkins had a accident, I guess, and then afterwards he had a short-term memory problem. So the movie intercuts to that story a lot to parallel Leonard's story about a man who was married and had a short-term memory problem and then kind of like how it affected his life. But real quick, because this just got me interested, and I, I'm sorry, this is going to derail things a little bit, but Brett, you said there was an interesting story about this movie, about the Nolan brothers, and then you were about to tell it, and then we all we got hung up on the murder guy, uh, murder guy. What's the interesting story? Well, I they like traveled across country, or whatever, and Jonathan pitched him the story. Actually, he used to go by Nathan. I don't know if he goes by Nathan anymore. And he was super pumped about it, and he wanted him, uh, Jonathan, to send him like a rough draft. And they actually wrote. The short story and the script for the movie at the same time, like across country or whatever. And they'd keep emailing each other back and forth, back and forth with ideas of what they were doing to try to kind of parallel the stories. But also they're way different, um, but they have a lot of the same like bones. So, uh, it, yes, it's based off that story, but they also kind of like wrote each other's things together. They gave each other notes. And I think that's really cool, personally. Uh, I'd like to be in the room with them when they're talking. I guess it's not that cool. I should just stop. No, it's awesome. I love it. Because they were driving from Chicago to LA, right? When they were discussing the story. Did you yeah, watch that so. YouTube video where he draws the story? Yeah. No, but there's okay. like a really crazy Wikipedia thing where they go over like the timeline and it's just so crazy looking. Can you lay it out? Mm. Can No. Can, uh, oh, the, the timeline? Because I've heard that like if you reverse the timeline, it's really not super complicated. Actually, on the bonus disc or whatever, they did the they flipped the movie around and put it in chronological order. That's cool. And apparently, apparently, it's like cool, but not nearly as interesting. 
the movie isn't like what people describe it as, I don't think, as like going backwards because it, it doesn't not, completely yeah. go backwards, right? It's like a loop. Mm-hmm. It is a loop, but they also, they have, it's going forward in the black and white and backwards in the color. It's meeting in the middle towards a point, right? Right, and I side. think that's that adds a lot to it. Like it, it's it's really beneficial to watch it that way and kind of like see like the clear distinction between the two timelines, right? Like the, I guess you could say the main timeline, the one that's going backwards, is in color, and then yep. the older timeline is in black and white, and then they each kind of have their own flashbacks. And like Pappy said, they meet in the middle. What's the middle then? Explain that, please. We're going to jump right there. They they meet in the crux of the story. I don't know if right. it's necessarily the middle of the timeline. In sure. fact, it's probably the beginning, but it's definitely like well, when the, is it? Well, yeah, it's like kind of when the stories, you the meet up, you Chris, figure out what's yeah. going on. Go ahead, The way no. Chris Nolan drew it up, it was right in the middle. It's after he kills, what's his name? Jerry? Jimmy. 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 It's after he kills Jimmy. And then he's super pissed that Teddy's like blowing up his whole world. So that's like when he writes, don't believe his lies on his picture, which once that's there, you know, he's pretty much a dead man, especially with the, his initials being what they are. And and it's kind of like where there's like a scene where it like literally transitions, right? Yeah. I was going to ask you, Steve, you got to like that shot, right? What the convergence of the two worlds. Yeah. Yeah, of course I do. I think that's great. Yeah, it's cool when he shakes the picture. So what like are what realization? What are your gripes, Stevie? Get into it. We know you don't love this movie. I know what they uh, are. It's twins and twins. clones. Uh, clones. Dude, you gotta admit that's gimmicky as fuck. It's based like, on the book, though. Is what I'm saying. Go ahead, though. I'll just mess with you. I, that that book is gimmicky. Then change it. Um, yeah. You hear that, Christopher and, Priest? Change your book. Yeah. Why not? Like burn it. Change the book. I mean, they did The Godfather, and it worked out just perfect. But my gripes are, like, I find noir boring. This movie isn't, like, all around exciting. I mean, if, like, I'm going to pick a movie, I'm, like, rarely would ever be like, let's watch Memento, because I'm probably just going to fall asleep. (laughs) Um it's 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 boring. Like let's just call it what it is. Like without like the what get- parts? Yeah, what par- I, I wait, don't wait, get wait, it. I don't wait, get what, it. Which parts bore you? I feel like I can get a little bit of that when they're in like the black and white flashbacks of the parallel. You know how much universe. talking there is in this goddamn movie. Sammy Jenkins. So yeah. much goddamn talking. Is that what bothers you? There's so much talking. Stevie, do you like it when when they're like, John G told me to tell Jimmy C. To go over to Natalie's at 9 a.m. at the distillery. Oh, my God. It's like, <laughs> it's like, okay, then he gets there. Who are you? I'm looking for so-and-so. Yeah, that's me. John G. You're the memory, you're, you're the memory guy. Yeah, I'm it, the memory it guy. It is a little repetitive okay, about that. Cool. You don't remember me? You don't remember oh me? It's like, God, yeah, I don't. Just fuck off a cliff. Hi. Hi. I'm Mr. Shelby from 304. All right, what can I do for you, Leonard? Um, Bert. Bert. I'm not sure. I think I may have asked you to hold my calls. You don't know? Well, I think I may have. I'm not too good on the phone. Right. You said you like to look people in the eye when you talk to them. Yeah. yeah. You don't remember saying that. Well, that's the thing. I have this condition. A condition? It's my memory. Amnesia? No, 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 no. It's different from that. I have no short-term memory. I know who I am. I know all about myself. I just... Since my injury, I can't make new memories. Everything fades. 
If we talk for too long, I'll forget how we started. And next time I see you, I'm not going to remember this conversation. <laughs> I don't even know if I've met you before. So if I seem a little strange or rude or something, uh, I've told you this before, haven't I? Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to mess with you, but it's so weird. You don't remember me at all. No. We've talked a bunch of times. I'm sure we have, yeah. What was the last thing you remember? My wife. I was mentioning the the name aspect of it gets old. There's so many like names you can tell he's trying to like drill. Namely yeah, John G. John G. How many John G's? Wait, your name's Teddy? Well, my name's Teddy, but my last name is this. But call me this. Your name is this. But call me that. Only my wife calls me this. But call me this. It's like Okay. It's like he it's like he just stole that right from the page. It's that's literally <laughs> what the movie is, Brett. It's a lot you want to talk about gripes. Those are the gripes I got. I got an, like, hey, Pap. Okay. There's another reason though, too, Stevie, why it's boring. Do you guys remember in our huge Lord of the Rings series, uh, Two mm-hmm. Towers? We trashed on the beginning of Two Towers a little bit because they repeated footage from the first movie for like just a little what? bit. We Yeah, they did. Th- that's yeah. the best part of the movie though. <laughs> and the transition to that is the best part of that movie, too. Are you talking about when he fights the Belrog? They repeat the footage at the beginning of Two Towers. Oh, it's so good, though. Yeah, that part's cool. Let Josh finish his thought. Go ahead. It's so cool. Ahead. This movie is riddled with repeated footage. Well, yeah, it's just the way the story is set up. It overlaps. I like it. But it only overlaps to like the very, very beginning of that scene, and then it stops. It gives you a feeling of like, Oh, I'm smart. I just, I just realized they already said that. Like, it, they do no. it like 15 times. It's too much. Yeah, bad. this is this is the same scene, but new context. But that's the like, whole. But that's is, the whole presentation. Like, of course, they have to do it 15 times. It is context. That's what's important about it. And like I don't know, I like I like it. I can get how it's you know, I'm not like I can't defend it to the death, but I like it because it's like it's kind of like a little mini mystery each time, right? It's like okay, how did we get to this point? And without why did she spit in his beer? Like that makes no sense. Without that, I would be like it'd be really hard to follow. Like yeah, they're kind of like guideposts, and it is a little bit repetitive, but like I feel like it's like kind of satisfying in my brain when the parts line up. Like okay, that's how we got here. It makes you feel. It makes you feel like you got a big brain. And that's my biggest problem with like Christopher Nolan Why? in general. I don't understand all, that. All his movies have to make you feel like you're so big brain. It's a little eye rolly to me. <laughs> all his movies. Happy, we like to say uh, trust your audience. But in this case, you really couldn't. You really need that. Or like you said, you'd be lost. Like you might be able to copy some of those together and paste them together but we i think you need that scene to show where it transitions into the next slash last one so i i'm with you i don't i don't understand uh i mean yeah it's repetitive but it's necessary to the story and i feel like it's only repetitive the second time you watch the movie yeah j- hey josh josh what's the big brain moment in the dark knight rises just for clarification 
Yeah. All of his movies. How did he put gasoline? Go ahead. What about right at the beginning? The his whole scheme to like Joker's gonna kill everyone, and they're like, "Well, I'm gonna kill the next uh, guy." Joker's not in that movie. It's <laughs> Dark Knight, and you're not ripping on the opening scene in Dark Knight, are you? Well, you have a small brain. <laughs> I just, I just think you're criticizing him for being a tryhard. Is that what you're saying? Like he tries to make you think. Like I, I, get, I get it. Like sometimes he's a little bit too, like maybe too intricate. But this just seems like, especially early Nolan here. I mean, this is just like the presentation of the movie. It's just editing it. In a different way. This is like, this is like yeah. coloring outside the lines compared to Tenet. So like, I don't really. It's like big brain, but it's like big brain on an ant compared to like a big brain on a human when it comes to like his early to late work. So I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't know. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with a, a movie like this where like the the writing, editing, and storytelling is in a non-standard way that does have it makes you think there's not a problem with that like <laughs> what, your gripe is that like you think he's uh know, trying to make us feel smart when we're actually not for watching it i mean <laughs> i don't understand the complaint really how can every here's, single person feel smart like in the same way <laughs> here's the real complaint oh your gatekeeping intelligence <laughs> it's christopher nolan fans that's who you don't like yeah gonna, people always that's what about. it is yeah Nolan fanboys. you think this movie is like the equivalent of him driving a humongous pickup truck with big wheels and like a nutsack hanging off in the back <laughs> like you think that's the thing though i th- my complaints are a little misplaced because my problems aren't really with this movie this is like his first breakout movie and it's so original for the time my more complaint is kind of like <sighs> what christopher nolan continued to hit these time dream beats a little one-dimensionally maybe <laughs> the dark knight rises doesn't have a big brain moment and maybe when i think <laughs> when i think of christopher nolan movies i immediately think one-dimensional yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> He's a time wizard. That's all he is. But that's fun. Why? Like artists are allowed to have like a little like okay, first of all, it's just annoying what, to me, okay? okay? Wes, it's just Wes annoying. Anderson, Wes Anderson's like just the color guy. All he has all he does is like have these like perfectly lined up worlds that he creates. Like super symmetrical, bro. Takawatiti is just a New Zealand accent and that's it. All those people, all the directors you're about to name do care about character though. It could be worse. It's true. It's true. And Christopher Nolan kind of makes this whole thing about the plot and therefore kind of himself and his own genius. His own Time Lord genius. I said that exact same thing to Pap like two hours ago. Thank you, Stevie. I mean, like, I could see, like, that's what people said about Dunkirk, was that it was, like, it, he didn't care about his characters. That never bothered me, though. Like, I don't understand, like, why why does every movie have to go super in-depth on character? Like, yeah, I mean, the, because the way he is. It's, yeah. Well, it's it's forcing us as an audience to latch on to him and not to the characters. You keep saying as, him. He's not because, in the fucking movie. He's not on screen. Right. But we're talking about Nolan the entire time. We said two fucks about Lenny. Yeah. Have you noticed that? We talked about <laughs> Nolan the entire <laughs> time. Because we're done this whole show Nolan. backwards. We didn't start with the character. Show these medicine, That's amazing point, Pappy. Listen. I'm just saying, like, to Josh's point, 
Nolan really doesn't care about character. Like, that's not, like, to say he's not an amazing... That doesn't make it bad. He's not, because I told you, like, his best character-driven movie by far is The Prestige, not even close. Mm-hmm. Like, most of his other movies are pretty wooden, and that's okay. okay. But are you, are you talking about this movie, or are you talking about Dunkirk and Tenet? About what? The characters. Are you saying, like, the Oh, the just characters? in Nolan in general. Right, but what about the characters in this movie? The main character is, by definition... Like soulless, basically. <laughs> I find them very flat and wooden. Like, and this is like we're talking about gripes. Like, I'd rather like praise a movie than knock it. But like, if Josh brought up gripes of mine, there's also like I hate to say this, there's not one memorable moment in this entire movie. That's not true. Name like the famous moment. Name the moment. The most memorable moment is like when she hides the pens. I feel like. And goes out in the car. I remember that moment from the first time I saw it. That's a pretty good call out, Pat. Kudos. That's a good one. Second most memorable moment? That's like the exciting moment. That's like the moment everybody's like, oh yeah, that that's great. Get rid of Dodd for me. What? Kill him. I'll pay you. Uh, what do you think I am? I'm not going to kill someone for money. What then? Love? What would you kill for? Kill for your wife, wouldn't you? That's different. Not to me. I wasn't fucking married to her. Hey, hey. Don't talk about my wife. I can talk about whoever the fuck I want. I can say whatever I want and you won't remember. I could call your wife a fucking whore and we can still be friends. Calm down. Easy for you to say you can't get scared. You don't know how, you fucking idiot. Take it easy. This has nothing to do with me. Well, maybe it does. How the fuck would you know? You don't know a fucking thing. You can't get scared, but hey, can you get angry? Yes. Oh, you pathetic piece of shit. I can say whatever the fuck I want, and you won't have a fucking clue, you fucking retard. Shut your mouth. You know what? I'm going to use you. I'm telling you now because I'm going to enjoy it so much more if I know that you could stop me if you weren't such a fucking freak. Did you lose your pen? Well, that's too bad, freak. Otherwise, you could write yourself a little note about how much Natalie hates your retarded guts and that I called your wife a fucking whore. Hey, don't say another fucking word. About your horrible wife? about your condition, Leonard. You know what one of the causes of short-term memory loss is? Venereal disease. Maybe your cunt of a fucking wife sucked one too many diseased cocks and turned you into a fucking retard. You sad, sad freak. I can say whatever the fuck I want, and you won't remember. We'll still be best friends. Or maybe even lovers. That was great. What are you talking about? The way like it's connected to the to the scene that came right before it? Like that's uh, that's yeah. fucking epic. That's come on. That is a great way to set that up. Carrie Ann Moss is so fucking cool in this movie. I like how it's like a little mini matrix reunion. I like that yeah. a lot about this movie. You can't ah, the Teddy's a great character. You can't tell me that when he's showering and you're like, why is he showering? And then the, the scene they show after that shows that how he goes in the bathroom. I think that was like so, so cool. Yeah. He's like holding the alcohol. He's like, I don't remember. I don't feel drunk. And then you find out like, what is he doing in here? What What's going? How is he fighting this guy? And then you find out he's hiding in there waiting to to beat this guy up and he forgets why he's in there. That's so cool to me. Yeah, I really like that moment, too. I mean, this movie is flooded with moments like that, right? Where he's in a place, we don't know how he got there, 
or we don't know what he's actively doing at the time. And then it goes either. to it goes to I guess you could say like the flashback moments, and then it comes back and it answers those questions. Yeah, I, I just think like it's a it's a very fun and engaging way to tell a story. I'm very hooked by that because I'm I'm right along for the ride with him. And I think obviously that's the intention, right? We're supposed to be kind of in the dark on any given scene that the main character's in, and we are. But like the way it's answered had me going back a lot. I, and I think that's, you know, obviously it's not something I would have been able to do in a movie theater. I would have had to see the movie again. <laughs> but I kept going back to like, uh, I guess like even um, blow my own mind a little bit more being like, wait a minute. And then I'd go back to the last scene and be like, oh my God, that's fucked up. Especially that scene with Carrie on Moss. That is a big one. Yeah. I, I, and then she like gaslights him. She's like, you can't, you don't remember how I got hit? I mean, it's just like, she's really cool, but she's also like obviously mad and a little bit evil. I think one of the things this movie shows is that people will take, people are kind of suck and they'll take advantage of people. She's fucking shady, dude. <laughs> I'll give you this though, Stevie. So this movie starts off with a bang. There is a stretch though. And it's a stretch from like when he burns his stuff to like when it goes back to, he gets that like hooker or whatever to like Mm -hmm. be in the bathroom. That part's boring and I don't really get it. And I don't really like it. Like that might be like one of the only flaws of this movie. And I don't really understand the point of that part. Where were his notes about burning items that is wife had like how did he know how to do that have you guys seen the movie 50 first dates parts of that doesn't stevie love that movie yeah (laughs) i'd rather i'd rather watch 50 first dates in this movie yeah it's just like but like when you start it would be like a reset right like he would think it was like the same day like drew barrymore does in that movie like why would he all of a sudden yeah josh to your point be like okay now i gotta burn i don't know I don't, I don't even understand like how he got there, really. I'm a little confused by that. Like, if your long-term memory, like, in theory of this movie, like, it's kind of loose with the rules of, like, my long-term memory is fine. I just have no short-term memory. That's okay. But, like, at a certain point, I mean, I understand he's writing down these notes. He has a system. But to Josh's point, like, why would he just start burning shit? Like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Can you, Brett, I honestly don't understand that part. Like, I'm not even, like, trying to attack it, but do you, like, what's going on there? I might get crapped on a little bit here, but I watched, like, the first 35 minutes and watched the last 20 minutes because I had a time constraint and I wanted to do some research. I've seen the movie twice before, so I think I skipped over the part that I thought was probably a little boring. (laughs) See? Because that part's boring. That part is boring. It's like right after he dealt with the Rust guy or whatever, it's like, okay, I want to see the end. How could you be bored when your mind's constantly being blown? It's the third time I've seen this movie, Josh. That's so annoying. 
Josh, I love you. It's a third time. <laughs> They're repeating the footage is. through this section too. Like, do you forgive it too? Here? Stevie, you li- Stevie, you literally said earlier to me today. It's like you know what it is. It's probably more the fans than it is Chris Nolan himself. Did you yeah, not say that? Hundred like, percent. Christopher Nolan fans are annoying. That's what it is. Like your cousin Adam. Uh, yeah, he's amazing. He said he's a Nolan fan, but he's he'll, he'll he texted me to he texted me today about Oppenheimer. So yeah, I'll talk to him about movies. But like, yeah, I'm a Nolan fanboy. Like, at least he owns it. Like, he doesn't he doesn't listen to this pod. It's fine. We braved COVID together to see Tenet in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> I love Adam. You know that. I I've been waiting to make a point for like 25 minutes. Does anybody else have to pee? I know Corey does. That's your point. I do. No. Corey, you got to pee? We've been saying it's been like an hour and I was Go on pee. like... Yeah, just Go give pee. me a second. I'll be right back. Sorry, guys. Sorry. No, I just want to say, is Josh sticking around? Are you still here? Yeah, I'm here. All right. We'll keep going. Josh and Stevie. My only thing is like, yeah, it's I can get how Christopher Nolan can be a little bit over the top, but like, at least he's not a Marvel, you know? Like, at least he's not Star Wars. At least he's like a guy who's out there doing his own thing like Wes Anderson, like fucking even M night Shyamalan, you know, like at least they're like, he's an auteur with his own style. Like why got, why you got to hate on him? Like he's just making movies. Like <laughs> yeah. But this movie's boring. <laughs> this movie has boring parts. I wouldn't call this a boring movie. It, okay. There are parts though, where just like Brett, Hey, we can skip this next half hour. Cause nothing yeah, happens. That's insane. That Brett skipped that part. Brett, He's not okay. here. Why? That's terrible. <laughs> That's Brett Vince watched. Like Brett is staunchly defending this movie. Hey, I I, I skipped a half hour because I know it's boring as shit. I don't get that part still. Corey, is that him peeing? Oh, That's my water fountain. Uh, do you understand why he burns the shit? Also, do you forgive Brett for intern for- watching? <laughs> <laughs> It's been a while since we had one of those. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Lucy, it was honest. Um, I think he's trying to um, establish some kind of like disconnect to his wife in his mind. And I don't know exactly why, but I'm, I don't think it has to do with trying to end his quest, right? Because that's something that is always going to be there. But one of the lines he says is something like, I can't remember trying to forget you. Right? So his life is obviously consumed by this event where he got this injury where people broke into his house, they killed his wife, and that's that's it. That's like the whole meaning of his life now is to find out the guy that got away and to get revenge by murdering him. And uh, I think at it's probably like the midpoint of the movie or something, he burns some of his wife's belongings and he says something like i can't remember trying to forget you yeah pappy while i still think it doesn't make sense that he would like remember to burn the items like with his whole note system it's whole it's wholeheartedly focused on the murder so this like i don't even know how he got the items let alone remember right this sidestep doesn't make sense but what i do like about this movie like the premise is he's basically saying he wakes up in a state 
every day where he hasn't been able to like mourn and grieve in all the stages of grief, like the seven stages or whatever that come along with it and get over it. Cause every day he wakes up in that initial initial stage, like just realizing she died again. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's very symbolic. The burning, the setup and plot wise doesn't make sense, but like, I get his motivation and what the movie is saying about that. I guess it just feels like kind of an unnecessary detour, especially like, I don't know. There aren't like a lot of like happy memories that he has with her either. You know what I mean? It's not like he has all these flashbacks. She washed a lot of dishes. She washed dishes. She likes to read one book (laughs) over and over and over again. With no cover title, so we can't rip on what book it was. It says what it is in the Wikipedia. Oh, does it? What is it? What is it? Give me a second. It is... Little Women? No. Dragonlance? Aragorn? (laughs) Brady Bunch Adventure on the High Seas? (laughs) The Hardly Brothers. Where the wild things are. Island of the Blue Dolphins. Game of Thrones. Indian in the Cupboard. (laughs) The Winds of Winter. (laughs) Impossible. I guess for a Chris Nolan movie, that could happen. (laughs) That's the whole other time twist. She's a time traveler. From a different dimension. She has winds what? of winter. Wow. Brett, what is the book? <laughs> I'm looking. We riffed 25 books, man. That's all we got. She likes to read Claudius the God and his wife, Messalina. God, God. No. <laughs> of course. But can't we see? My mind's blown. Do we feel like this is on purpose, though? He, She's sure. such a creature of habit. And he literally can't create any habits at the end without any writing stuff down or he just flat out forgets stuff. I mean, I mean, we know Nolan. He's so smart. He probably meant to do that. His brain is huge. (laughs) Well, and also, like, what did they say? He says something like, isn't the point of the book to constantly. Yeah, it's like me. It's like me and Stevie arguing. Stevie likes the journey. I like the journey and the ending. But I've also read the Harry Potter series 10 times, so I am okay with that. What's your favorite Harry Potter book? Uh, seven. That's like my favorite book ever. Four is probably the best, though. Three is my least favorite. Are we waiting on people, or...? Stevie? I haven't heard Stevie in forever. <laughs> hey, I gotta let it breathe, man. You guys wanna talk, talk. I do have Does everyone here if I Josh left. No, I'm here. He's over getting medicine. <laughs> Actually, you know what the most memorable part of this movie was to me? Hmm. It's realizing that Lieutenant Dangle from Reno 911 is the doctor that's that messing so with uh, Sammy Jenkins. <laughs> yeah. I like screamed when I saw him. I was like, hey, Lieutenant Dangle! I can't believe we haven't talked about Saul, what's his name, from Josh's movie? Goodman. Goodman. Right? What? No. That's Breaking Wait? Bad. No, yeah, no, but uh, an honest man. Bob Odenkirk's in this A movie? serious man. A serious man. What's his name? What are you asking? Whose name? Who? A serious man. What are you saying? Yeah, what? You're with me, aren't you? Nobody? Sammy Pincus or whatever his name is, oh, is the guy Sammy from- Sammy Jenkins? No, that's Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day. That's what I that's meant. Ned Ryerson. Needle nose Ned Wait, the head. 
Is that not the guy from Dated His Sister Mary? A serious man? Richard Kind? No, that's not Cy Abelman. <laughs> yes, it is. That's a, that's a totally different guy. No. Cy Abelman is <laughs> that's Fred not Cy Abelman. Melamed. It's actually his name. I know what you mean, though, Brett. They do kind you're right, of look it is, alike. You're right. No, that's so funny. They, <laughs> They're definitely brothers. Okay, so Steve Tarbolowski and Cy Abelman. <laughs> well, who the heck are you guys talking about? The name you said, I don't know. Does Ned Ryerson? Dangle? Yeah, who's Ned Ryerson? He's in he's, Groundhog he's Day, Sammy, man. Yeah. He sells insurance. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never seen Phil? it. Phil? Phil? Wait, you've never seen Groundhog Day? I wa- I tried to watch it when I was a kid, and I didn't like it, but it's on my scratch-off thing, but Brittany hates it, so like she literally never wants to watch it. She hates Groundhog Day? Hates Groundhog Day? It's so happy. She doesn't like... <sighs> and you still didn't say thank you. I've said this before, and I'll say this on pod. My original plan was we were going to do a Groundhog Day episode every year and just release it and add on <laughs> to it each year and not acknowledge it like the previous one happened, but nobody wanted to do it. We can start this year, I promise. Mark Boone Jr., three movie club, four movie club. He's the hotel desk guy. He's also the detective in Too Fast, Too Furious. He's also the dirty kind of cop detective in Batman Begins. Yeah, mm-hmm. that dude was in Sons of Anarchy for a long time. He's cool. Oh, yeah. Does he not seem like the perfect person for Sons of Anarchy? That's how I know him from. Oh, yeah, he's good in that show. Immediately thought of Tim McGraw, Brett, when I saw his face. He loved <laughs> Sons of Anarchy so much. Yeah. Well, I feel like I can't make my thing I've been waiting to say without Stevie. Because, but Wait, you're teasing this shit again? Go for it. What it. the hell? Yeah. <laughs> it's not even that. But I kind of like... I think it's like cool, so I. It's not like it's going to change Stevie's mind, right? We know Stevie so, well enough. It's so cool. All right. Okay. So it might make him give it a yes. You know. So know. we'll wait. Oh wait. <laughs> all right. I got something else to talk about then. Hmm. Do you want to give it a second, Brett, or not? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know I ripped on it a little bit, and Stevie really ripped on the ending. But I think one thing that is cool is that this movie starts with the murder of Teddy, you know, like the physical murder, him getting shot in the head. So he's being Mm -hmm. killed there. And most movies like end with a murder. And I think what Christopher Nolan did here is pretty cool. Like, I do think he still ends with a murder like that decision he makes when he like decides to write down his license plate number is like is the murdering part the act of murdering started it starts the act of murder yeah yeah i think what's cool is then they show that you think the point of the movie is trying to figure out why he decided to kill teddy but in reality you find out that well again unreliable narrative yeah forget all that but that he is the guy he's been telling the story about his wife's the one who committed suicide like i think that's the cool twist um, again, whether it's true or not, we don't know, but that's why I like that. And that kind of feeds in a little bit to my thing, which I won't speak of. Like a lot of the Sammy Jenkins story was actually his life after his memory loss and his wife didn't die, all that stuff. Yeah. That's what I think yeah. is cool. And that, yeah, for sure. And I think they like they plant that in a very slight way earlier in the movie when Leonard is talking about memory 
and how unreliable it is and how it changes and, yep. you know, like green will become red and uh, things will distort like based on, you know, your biases and the way you want things to be or wanted things to be. And then it turns out that that is the case for the few memories that he does have. And yep. uh, in this case, you know, they're the important memories of uh, the way things used to be with his wife. Kind of conflates it with that whole Sammy Jenkins story. And, and I really liked that as well. I thought that was very clever. Plus the guilt, like he keeps saying throughout the thing, I never told, I never said he was faking. I never said, that's like, I think that's like his guilt that he can't remember manifesting of something he's trying, literally trying to forget about. He's trying to repress that memory. And I feel like that's his guilt trying to come out. But yeah. And speaking of guilt and I guess emotion, he he talks about and this is like a, something interesting that kind of like stuck with me that I've been thinking about since I rewatched the movie yesterday. He says that like he comes to in an environment, in a scenario, like he's in a room, he doesn't know how he got there, but he still feels the emotion, right? Even though he doesn't remember what just happened, like he'll have an overwhelming sense of fear or guilt or anger from something that happened previously that he doesn't remember. And I yeah. really like that idea it's that terrifying. Like, your memory isn't there, but the emotion stays with you and you can identify the emotion. Probably tried this before. Probably burned truckloads of your stuff. Can't remember to forget you. I think that's absolutely terrifying to be scared of something you don't know what you're scared of. Oof. Mm-hmm. I like when he has a bottle of liquor. He's like, I don't feel drunk. And then he goes to smell his armpits. It's like his first reaction is like, do I stink right now? Like, how long have I been here? How much of what Teddy says can we believe is true? Like, is Teddy really a cop? Is that? I think he was. I I think he definitely, I think that part of the story was true. And everything he says about like that he helped him kill the real John G and all that stuff. I, I I think, I think a lot of that, at least at bare minimum is true. And I saw someone say they think that he wasn't always a dirty cop. He wasn't always dirty. He really did have empathy and he really did believe him and he really did want to help him. And then kind of like uh, he was absolutely devastated when he killed the guy and then he forgot about it. And then he's like, but then like human nature takes over the seedy part of human nature. And he's like, how can I, I can help him while he helps me. Like they probably went and killed Bad people. Uh, obviously, he used him to try to get two hundred thousand dollars. That's a movie. <laughs> that's a movie. Lenny. It's Leonard. Like I told you before. Did you? I must have forgot. So I think I like to believe it personally, but even though it's equally as sad as the other story that he believes, but who knows? Who knows if he really killed him or not? That's a pizza pie. Where did everybody go? <laughs> Mom? Sorry, Dad, I, just, I just wanted to see how far you would Buzz. go. Buzz? 
You said that's a pizza pie, and I'm like, all right, I want to see how far you can go with it. Bro, what was your what was your special okay. thing? It's not special. Oh my god, I'm just like totally. But this is gonna blow your mind. Steve. This is gonna be like this is gonna be Nolan level of this mind is, blown. You're coming back to our side. Okay, so it's it's I think it's it's a touch on something that Pappy said earlier, where he thinks the only parts that are besides the the tent you went on with the hooker or whatever you're talking about, like he didn't you don't love the black and white parts. And one I of the reasons that. who said that? Well, you said you thought they were maybe a little boring. It doesn't matter. Okay. But what I like about it is it's like really smart exposition in reverse. It's a really cool way to, because like I said, we were just talking about, see if you weren't here, but like if he really is like Sammy Jenkins and that really did happen, he's giving you exposition throughout the entire movie, even though you don't know it until the end. Um, Plus, those scenes are just so, to me, the scenes with Sammy and his wife are so gut-wrenching. They're, like, so sad. And then, like, when you realize at the very end that that very possibly could have been him and his wife, then it just kind of transfers that gut-wrenching over to him. And it's, it, I don't is know. Is that why Nolan puts him, like, in Sammy's chair in the uh, hospital? That's what I think. I mean, I think, I mean, that's what Teddy tells him what really happened. And we were talking about whether you, whether that's, all true, partly true, none of it's true. You don't really know, but like I like to choose to believe that that's really true. And she was the one, she she just could not handle, she was the one, she she just could not handle dealing with him. And that happens in science all the time where people have like encephalitis or stuff like that and they are, are Alzheimer's and they just, they just cannot bear to be with someone who will forget them or whatever. And no matter how much they love them, it's like, it's almost, it gets to be too much sometimes for some people. And it's kind of like a fault. Like people used to think, Oh, like in the old fifties, Oh, tough it up. Oh, you'll be fine. Just I mean like if like mental illness, like we didn't used to know what mental illness was about. It'd be like, Oh, just toughen up. You just need, you need to go out and meet a hooker. I mean, stuff like that. Like her thinking, Oh, maybe if I put my life on the line, he'll snap out of it. But like it wasn't something he could snap out of. I don't know if I just talked myself way out in the left field, but anybody follow the threads of that? It's good stuff, Brett. It's good stuff. She went into a coma and never recovered. Sammy couldn't understand or explain what happened. <laughs> He's been in a home ever since. He doesn't even know that his wife is dead. I was wrong about Sammy. And I was wrong about his wife. She wasn't interested in the money. She just needed to understand his problem. His brain didn't respond to conditioning, but he wasn't a con man. You know, when she looked into his eyes, she thought he could be the same person. When I looked into his eyes, I thought I saw recognition. Now I know, you fake it. If you think you're supposed to recognize somebody, you just pretend to. You bluff it to get a pat on the head from the doctors. You bluff it to seem less of a freak. What drug dealer? Yeah, I mean, l- listen. I don't think it's like I don't think those parts are super boring. I I think I, I it's a little bit much to me when we have to get like super. It's like kind of like the way that they're cut up, right? Because it's like you have to have equal number of the black and white scenes right. as yeah. the color scenes because it serves as the transition. Because otherwise, there'd be no real way. You know what I mean? To like cut backwards. Yeah, you'd you really to- be doubling yeah. up like in an unfortunate way without the little breaks in between 
But I might, I feel like I might be wrong because I haven't like looked at the timestamps, but it feels like sometimes those black and white scenes are like kind of short or like they're yeah. kind of like, 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 you know what I mean? They're kind of like making the most out of them to get those like every other one ratio. I don't know. But I, I think the whole part with him like being on the phone is cool. And when like he has the tattoo where it's like, don't answer the phone. That's probably like the second most memorable part of the movie to me. I love that moment because then all of a sudden it's like you weren't even questioning who the fuck is he talking to? this whole time the most memorable scene to me is the shot of the is the shot that's like on the movie title it's on all of the sporkle games that i've played it's like him holding up the picture i think it's probably at the door i think maybe he's like who the f who the crap is this or whatever i don't know i just did anybody even remotely get my reverse exposition cut it out (laughs) cut it out I think I get what you mean, Brett. Are you basically saying like you get the exposition of him, but you don't yes. realize he was telling it of him until yes, like, the God, that was so much better than what I said. Um, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, I appreciate again, that. You don't really, you don't really do. realize it, but at the end, you're just like, oh crap, man! It's a really devastating situation. His wife killed herself because she couldn't handle being with him. So I don't know. So why is Teddy <sighs> is Teddy just fucking with him in that conversation? That I don't know. Again, I I think I don't think you're supposed to know. It can go two. It can go two ways. Yeah. Right. What are the two? One, he's just fucking with him, like he says that he does later on the movie that he laughs at him and fucks with him and stuff. Is that what's happening? I mean, I choose to believe that he's telling the the story of what really happened. But again, he's a slime ball, so. Right. Wait, no, but like, I'm talking about when they're talking on the phone, right? He's talking to Teddy. Oh, is he? Teddy's that, probably heard this a million. Is that conclusive? I so. I guess not Not technically. I don't know who else it could possibly be, unless it's another cop. Well, he, he knows that it's not real. I think he's talking to he, Christopher Nolan's murderer brother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good call forward. Thank you. <laughs> It's kind of like the fun of this movie, in my opinion. There's a lot of ambiguity. Yeah. It can go, like, especially in a lot of situations. Like, even with the whole, like, Sammy Jenkins thing, like, you really could look at that a number of ways. Whether it's you want to believe that, you know, Teddy or Lenny did kill his wife, just like you made up a story of Sammy Jenkins in his head and he is Sammy. Or if you want to believe that he knows the story of Sammy and just projected it onto his own life. You can look at it a number of ways, which I think is kind of fun about this movie. Yeah. Okay, so what am I doing? Oh, I'm chasing this guy. No, he's chasing me. Corey? Yeah. I heard you speak in a minute. I have a question for you. Where does this rank for like no one movies for you? Is this like up in the top two, number one, number five? I think it's really a matter of preference, right? But I think this is probably the quintessential Christopher Nolan mind bending movie, right? I think some people might argue that Inception 
is uh, also that. And there's an argument to be made. I, I could get behind that if someone did say that. Um, but Inception is a little bit easier, right? Like it's big and it, it's a great concept and there's a lot going on. But I think Inception is like a pretty simple version and it's pretty simplified for, I think, a Christopher Nolan movie in that way, in the mind bending way, especially compared to like this and Tenet, you know? Um, but it's, if you haven't watched a Christopher Nolan movie ever, I'd say this is a good one to start with. Really? I think this yeah. is the good one to start with. This is a good one to start with. And I say oh, that okay. because it's obviously one of his early movies and it really sets the tone for like, I think his style of storytelling. He's so smart. He is. That's probably why he made this movie first <laughs> in his life because with time and his mastery over it. <laughs> that is like just such a useless contribution to the podcast. <laughs> I don't want to- Stevie seemed to like it. I don't know. <laughs> this yeah. will last forever too. Josh will never stop on this. Once he gets something going, Josh is jealous. It doesn't I even think. make Josh. any sense. It makes perfect like, sense. Why? I love smart people. I love. I'd like to be my brain to be challenged. Like Corey said, I don't even like this. Is like, like is Inception that challenging? There's nothing super challenging about the Batman movies. Like I don't get like what's. I don't understand the. He's so big brained. Like I haven't seen Tenet though, so maybe Tenet is that what Still, you're talking about, Josh? Dude, Tenet? there's there's no comparison. That's by far the most confusing. <laughs> you make it fun of the sound, right? <laughs> I don't think that's like how it was. I think it was just really loud. <laughs> okay. I still haven't gotten my hot sauce. Is that from something? I don't know. Tenet. I have a question yeah. for you, Stevie. Yeah. I think we're all going to give this movie a yes in the end, but... I think so, too. Especially Stevie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. I put my balls on the chopping block. I'd bet <laughs> money on it. The, the movie seems to, like, put you in a state of confusion constantly. But, yeah. But I will give Chris Nolan credit where it's due. You do feel like you're in good hands in this movie, like Quentin Tarantino would say, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know why. When directors lie to you, it's always fun. And also, the lighting in this movie is great, and the camera work is great. And typically, I always look for lighting and camera work to kind of be the basis of, okay, I think I'm going to be all right. Um, But yeah, that's the only way I can really go off it. Beep, 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 beep. Christopher Nolan? Yeah, you can finally relax, Josh. Is just just gave you credit for the first time. Yep. <laughs> you, hey, get off that ledge. He gave it. You're fine. All right, you've been validated. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Say hi to your murder brother for me. Bye. <laughs> your murder. I want the other half of that call so bad. Damn. <laughs> Who is this? I told you to stop calling me. Boy, that was a bad British accent. If Christopher There's... Nolan sounded like that, I wouldn't like him as much. But Spoiler Man can do a good Chris Nolan if we pay him enough. Hello, Gabna. <laughs> Hello, Gubna. <laughs> there. You happy now? I won't be happy until you leave town. Why not? You ever wonder how long you can hang around here before people start asking questions? What sort of questions? The same sort of questions you should be asking yourself. Like what? Like, how did you get this suit, the car? I have money. From what? My wife's death. I used to work in insurance. We were well covered. Oh. 
So in your grief, you wandered into a Jaguar dealership. <laughs> you don't have a clue, do you? No, I mean, I guess another question I have about this movie, though, is like, does this movie work without a gimmick? <laughs> Why is it a gimmick? I mean, seriously. Like, if this movie was in chronological order... Like, why? Why does it need to? But yeah, it's not. Why is that even a like? What do you mean? Would Pulp Fiction work if it wasn't in? Yes, one hundred percent. If you told Pulp Fiction in chronological order, it's a. It's actually a fucking great movie. Well, the way that this script is, Stevie, it's like it, it's specifically designed for the reveal to appear at the end of the movie. So what are you saying? Like reorder the movie and does it still work? You're undermining the script at that point. Yeah. So like, what question is this? Like. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I mean, as yeah. I go back and forth with yes or no. My whole thing is just I don't know. I feel Christopher Nolan's kind of jerking off with this movie to himself. That's just me. I mean, I don't know about you guys feel about it, but that's just me. Do you prefer him jerking off on someone's feet? I mean, it's hard to say like <laughs> someone's first like major movie. I mean, following came out before this. Following was a smaller film, obviously. I guess a more independent yeah, definitely film. Definitely not major movie. First major movie, right? They take mm-hmm. this very interesting, very immediately engaging to the audience concept. Uh, he does something new. Maybe it's been done in other movies, but uh, I don't know of any, right? And and then you, the way that you describe it, he's just like jerking off. Like, right? I mean, it just seems <laughs> yeah. a little unfair to me. Like, it's like a filmmaker like doing something different. Taking a chance. I think obviously he was successful in that. A lot of people talk of this movie fondly in the circles that I'm in and in my life experience. I think there's a lot of great things about the way this movie unfolds. Like for me, it's the engagement factor and it's constant because I'm always wondering what's next? Why are we here? How did this happen? And then I'm surprised by things and I go back and I rewatch them. Like that, I consider all of those things in the general sense like good. I don't think it's pretentious to do these things. Like, wh- like why? Because it's like not your like standard like three act structure. Because he has black and white, it's pretentious. <laughs> I think it's because of the one dimensional nature. I think a really good director. What do you mean to com- one dimensional nature? I think a really good director to compare him to is our boy M Night. There okay, you but go. The, okay, but this like is a his better, first movie. a better end All night. of his movies but this are is six his cents. First movie, like so, the, like you can't like project out that he like is gonna harp on this theme. It's weird to like come down on this movie. Like people don't hate the Sixth Sense. People hate that he did what he did in the Sixth Sense over and over and over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> I can get how if you're like tired of the ti- the time thing, like, but I feel like he does like he finds a way to mix it in in different ways. I'm, I'm with Corey. It's like. It's like saying, oh, uh, if Citizen Kane didn't start with Rosebud and end with Rosebud, it wouldn't be as meaningful. It's like, yeah, that's the point. It's supposed to take suck you in and be like, what the heck is Rosebud? But like putting it at the end wouldn't mean anything. But that's how he chose to write it. Oh, well, that's how Mank chose to write it. But- Shout out to Mank. <laughs> Citizen Kane and Mank references. This pod has come full circ. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. <laughs> Honestly, something I do from love stranger. it. <laughs> Josh, you just don't watch yeah. any indie French films. You don't know true cinema. Dude, Josh, pick the stranger. <laughs> Orson Welles film. Come on. <laughs> and Ace Ventura. There's a guy who thinks he's smart. Orson Welles. <laughs> okay, on this pod, if I win trivia, I promise I'll pick Ace Ventura too. 
I know you guys are looking forward to that. When nature so. calls? Yes, that's the one. <laughs> Actually, I am looking forward to that. I'm definitely picking Wayne's World. Guano bowls. Yummy. Guano. <laughs> Bumblebee tuna. <laughs> what? I'm excited to get into the, the meat of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that, Brett. Go ahead. Yeah, Brett. Is there anything meaty that you're really looking forward to say that you don't think you have said yet? I want to hear about the characters. I want to hear about Lenny. Are, are they important? I want to know, do you think Christopher Nolan's smart, and do you think he thinks he's smart? <laughs> I know that Christopher Nolan thinks he's smart. There's no doubting that. I think Christopher Nolan is smart. You're going to need to prove that to me. I just think that Christopher Nolan really wants his audience to feel as smart as him. Impossible. <laughs> Is that out of bounds to say? I mean, Josh, is that out of bounds? You better back this up. They use the R word a bunch in this movie. A bunch. Why? R word? There's an R word? Yeah. It's one of the words. Rosie O'Donnell in oh, writing I the book. I skipped over it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, type in that word in our history. Yeah. You guys should talk. For real. <laughs> what do you, wait, which R word? They do say that? Oh, wait, yeah, they do. Carrie Ann Moss says that. You can't get scared, but hey, can you get angry? Yes. Oh, you pathetic piece of shit. I can say whatever the fuck I want, and you won't have a fucking clue, you fucking retard. Shut your mouth. You know what? I'm going to use you. Multiple people say that. Like Jimmy says that. Oh, he does say it. Hard R on that one, so too. So two bad people said that R word. Is Carrie Ann Moss really that bad? She just kind of blows up at one point, right? Is she really? I mean, she's she's dating a slimeball drug dealer. Doesn't seem to care. I mean, not all drug dealers are slimeballs, all right? Like he is, though. She does say the R word. Yeah, that's true. That's not good. That's not good. Not a good yeah, look. You're right. I'm back on the other side. You're right, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she could be. She seems nice, but it's again, it's hard to tell. She okay. So that spit scene with the mug. When she Ugh. hears about his dying wife, she stops him from drinking the spit. She didn't have to do that. He already drank the spit. He just took a little sip. He had to drink more <laughs> of that the sip. Pure spit. Yeah, I think he got all the spit the first sip, for sure. I think we've all drank things that had worse stuff in it. I mean... <laughs> what? Like a stiffler. <laughs> well, like I'm thinking about best friend Drew. He drank a beer that was full of cigarette butts. Which is just like unbelievably nasty and beers with moths in it. Plus, Josh, you had that beer like Stifler did in American Pie. Okay. But when you say something worse than spit, you're basically saying, I feel like all of our friends have like drank a little cum or something. Oh, no. That's what just, I thought you meant. Like you. <laughs> oh, no. How that's is a like, cigarette butt worse than human That's spit? like awkward. <laughs> Sorry, that's awkward. That's like when Corey said, I'm sure everybody on here has kissed a guy before and we're like, uh no. Guys should come out to California, experiment a little. <laughs> come out to California, come to the coast, have a good time, relax. You might like it. You guys ready for opening questions? I definitely not ever like <laughs> opening. Yeah, I'm ready. Is that okay, Pap? You don't want to do it? No, I love it. How's that a surprise to you? Don't you get it by now? I don't get it. I mean, Pap, you don't want to do opening questions. I mean, I won't do it. Why are you guys attacking me? What the fuck? Well, I just said you're ready, and you laughed. You're like, yeah, opening question. Okay, I like your bit. 
I like but your Would this bit. podcast be good if Stevie didn't do a gimmick? No. <laughs> would Stevie have picked this movie if he didn't have a gimmick for the pod in mind? It seems like no. He hates this would freaking Stevie movie. Have let it breathe less if it was a standard episode. I, you're talking about stuff Stevie hasn't said yet. I'm confused. This is crazy. This podcast is off the rails. This is never going to be released. <laughs> That's pretty cool when he's chasing after the guy and he goes, I'm chasing after this guy. And then he gets shot. And he's like, oh, no, he's chasing after me. That's really cool. <laughs> I do like that moment. Since we're right about to opening questions, I think this is when I should say that you're really not supposed to shake a Polaroid to get the image right. to appear faster. It uh, degrades the quality, actually. Yeah, Polaroid had to do a lot of... Backtracking? Extra, extra work after Outcast. <laughs> yeah. And I'll say this, I was a little distracted rewatching this movie for the first time in like almost 20 years because a lot of it is filmed in a city that I used to live in called Sunland. Let's go. Sometimes called Sunland Tahunga because it's like adjoined with a city called Tahunga as well. So I was like noticing a lot of spots that I couldn't quite pinpoint, but I'm pretty sure the motel that he stays in for most of the time, I've stayed there a few times. What? Hey, really? Yeah. Hmm. Why are you coming to Indiana? Why aren't we coming to you to stay at the Momento Hotel and record a podcast to, there? I'm not, going yeah. to, I'm not going to California. I've already been there twice. California? California. <laughs> Jesus. Are you guys in a blue state? No. Once upon a time, it was blue every now and then. <laughs> no, but it's not. It's, it's, it's purple. It's not purple, but it's closer to purple than people think. No, it's pretty hillbilly red. I mean, it's pretty fervently red. Fucking Amish. I know. I tell you, they're always out in the voting polls. A lot of Putin apologists, too. What we need are just (laughs) girls walking around with three-foot armpit hair, and that's what we need, dreadlocks. Where is that happening? California. What are you talking about? We're talking about war crimes. Brett brings up dreadlocks. I I already talked about Putin at the end of this podcast. Brett's whole knowledge of California is a Woodstock documentary, I guess, that (laughs) didn't even take place here. This might be the most insane episode of spoilers. This should have been episode 400 for sure. I know plenty about California. (laughs) California. I've seen The Wiz. Watch the wizard once. I get it. <laughs> I've been to California. How many times has Stevie been to California? Zero. Uh, four times. Four. Uh, what? Brett. Four. <laughs> California about four times, dude. What the fuck are you talking? Two hundred percent more than you. There's a Disney park here, bro. He's been here. Okay. You don't think I have? You think I haven't been to Disneyland? Get out. Wish he would have stayed. You don't think I haven't been to the Rose Bowl or the Coliseum? Please. I drove by it. Have you guys ever heard of Shanghai Disney? It's supposed <laughs> to be pretty cool. It's just called Shanghai. It's just Shanghai. It's just called Shanghai. It's exactly. <laughs> I rode around California with an actor. So, you know, I'm like super cool, apparently. He was in like dodgeball and stuff. Rip Torn? <laughs> no. Rest in peace. Jeffrey Jones? No. Ben Stiller? 
No, I bet you won't get down to him. We already did <laughs> trivia. Come on. <laughs> trivia? We've done trivia? Did we? Kevin Spacey. Ooh, no, I didn't hang out with Kevin Spacey. No. Lance Armstrong? No. R. Kelly? No. Cousin? Nope. Let's just... Can we, like, edit all this out and just go? Ryan, the cheerleader? <laughs> you're close, though. Brett, you're already here. You might as well just say. Yeah, why are Come you on, saying? Answer. What are you doing? I don't want to talk about California anymore. Lori Beth Denver. What in the? What? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you have that Brett that book, Brett? That was like Jews in California. No, it's like called that? Jews. It's called Jews who rock. There we go. Okay. And what their addresses are. <laughs> What's the opening question? <laughs> What's Nick? Do you still beat your wife? Yeah, let's do that. Let's go on a table. Uh, Josh, uh, do you still beat your wife? <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm going to use this opportunity to say hello. It's Josh from Goshen. Oh my God. Uh, I think that, like, the biggest thing that sticks out to me in this movie that we never mentioned is just like Guy Pierce with the blonde hair. He sticks out in a way that I feel like in a movie like this, his character should really be all about blending in. Yeah, nobody um, in California has bleach blonde hair. And in 2002? <laughs> listen, if you want to go on another California rant, just go for it. Like, it's fine. Got plenty to say about California, just not the time. It hasn't happened yet. Gavin Newsom. <laughs> yeah, Gavin Newsom's uh, good enough for Brett, there's, there's sections of California I think you'd really fit into. Bakersfield. Yeah, Bakersfield for sure. Actually, Simi Valley, now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna... A lot of conservative gun owners here. <laughs> I'm gonna assume that those were both insults, so let's go ahead and move on. <laughs> they're not, they're not. They're well, not Bakersfield insults. is a little bit of an insult. <laughs> And as my final thought, <laughs> yes or no, or whatever the hell this is, I just like how they talk a little bit about Gideon's Bible and like uh, Rocky know, Raccoon. Got a little bit of Rocky Raccoon in you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it made me think of you, Brett. I love that part. I love that song. Doesn't get its credit. Best Beatles song. Actually, I remember my question, opening question. Oh, um, be. If you could forget a movie experience, <laughs> what would it be? I got it. You know, okay, I'll just go really quick. Still Josh from Goshen. Drew and I saw the 2008 Hulk in theater and hated it, hated it, hated it. Would take it back. But you know what? Me and Drew, best friend Drew, we always have that experience together of hating the Hulk. So I almost wouldn't take it back after all. Nice. Uh, let's go just, um, let's go from there. Let's just go from Josh to Weesus. Also, I don't get one. Okay. You go ahead, Brett. It was it was a two it was a two thousand three Hulk. Sorry, with Eric Bond. Oh, okay, yeah, I'd say I like I like the 08 Hulk. It's like fine, yeah. The three is really bad. So bad. Sorry, sorry. Needed the clarification there. Yeah, this is Brett recording out of Fort Wayne. If I could forget any movie experience, it would be Uncut Gems. Next. No. Why? I just what? didn't enjoy it. I, I've I've made my 
Any so, movie experience? Out of all the movies you've seen. I disagree, Brett. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Evil Dead 2? Come on. Los Enchiladas? Ooh, great pod. This is Pappy, recorded from Kalamazoo, Michigan. I was going to say Los Enchiladas for real. <laughs> Higher? But I'll, say, I'll say Southland Tales. I'm leaving the call. Oh, instead. but that was so fun, though. The podcast was fun. Yeah, the movie was the terrible. The movie was not. <laughs> Hi, this is Corey, recording out of Simi Valley, California. Brett's feature home. Once upon a time, I might have said the 2011 Ryan Reynolds movie Green Lantern. I saw that movie in theaters and I was like super excited because <laughs> like, you know, comic book movies weren't really what they are now. They definitely weren't as prevalent. And Green Lantern was like a major comic book character. Not one that I particularly love, but I was very excited to see a live action version of him. I thought like with today's technology, it would be really fucking awesome. And I went with uh, someone named Lauren and she was like, this movie is going to suck. And I was like, no, it's going to be awesome. Trust me. So we went and saw it. She was like kind of she wasn't really direct about it, but she, at the end of it, she was like, I was right, wasn't I? But like, you know, kind of like indirectly still trying to be nice. I think I had played it off like, you know, no, that was that was pretty. That was pretty fun. That was a good movie. And I was in denial about that one for about a year because of that, because I didn't want to be wrong that it was a bad movie. Um, but you know what? Even though it's a bad movie, looking back, I actually do really cherish that memory because Lauren is no longer with us. And I had a lot of good times with her. And uh, she was like my ride or die for a long time. And uh, I miss her a lot. God, I'm glad I didn't make my joke before you said that. That's really sad, Corey. I'm sorry. I'm glad yeah. I... I'm glad you didn't bring up your joke, Brett. Continue the joke. Continue with the joke. No, I mean, I guess Lost in Translation was a really terrible experience. We all like laugh about it now, though. Also got kicked out of American Pie two thirds in the movie when I was like 14. So that sucked, too. But go ahead. Why? For what? Because I was 14 and we snuck in and it's hard to blend in when there's only one other person in the theater. <laughs> so, yeah, that sucked. Pap? I went. I said Southland oh, you Tales. Did? Remember? Oh, you did say Southland Tales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. He can't create new memories. <sighs> oh, no. It's the worst. <laughs> you see, he has this condition. <laughs> I know. You told me about it a bunch of times, okay? Always get a receipt. <laughs> Actually, I'll also add the circle. Like I was going to say ago. that. Sorry. <laughs> God damn. It's the worst movie I ever saw in theaters. It, like I still like, it's probably the reason I think there's a, okay. Let's put it. I, I'm not going to get sued here. There's an actor in that movie that because of his performance, I'm, I'm pretty positive. We're, no, I'm pretty positive. We're going to like see like a 48 hours or a dateline about him in the future at some point. So I'll leave it at that. Are you saying the circle killed Bill Paxton? No, no, no. The, no, it didn't do that, believe me. But it's that's got to be probably the worst movie I've ever seen in theaters. And that movie probably did kill Bill Paxton. It was that bad. Jeez. Um, and it's sad that that was his last movie he ever got to do. It's that bad. I can't, it's, it's mm -hmm. yeah. It's so bad. So 
And the worst part was I had to pee incredibly badly in that movie. And I was like, I don't want to miss anything. And I'm so angry. I didn't pee for like 20 straight minutes. Yeah. Pee like, regret. Yeah. yeah it's the worst. Sheer pee regret. So, yeah, I would say the circle, which I, I got to imagine Pat feels the same way. Was what year was bad. that? 2017. Okay. Was it 17? I skipped that one because of the bad reviews, but I saw a movie in 2017 called Downsizing. You guys remember that shit? Matt Damon Downsizing? Yes. Oh, yeah. That was like my least favorite movie of that year, but like maybe one of my least favorites of like the last five years, if that is still within range, six, I guess. I don't know, whatever. But man, that movie had this crazy premise where you can like make yourself tiny and you can go live in a tiny community of people that are like an inch tall. And because of like (laughs) how much less it costs to construct things, if it's tiny, like all your money like inflates and you basically become super wealthy, man, they did nothing with this premise. Like absolutely nothing. That's like a gimmick. Like, can you imagine? Oh, that's crazy. I wonder if we're going to talk about gimmicks. Well, like one Cheerio <laughs> could be like 25 bowls of Cheerios. I get it. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Um, you could build a giant house. Uh, honey, I shrunk the kids where they find the oatmeal cream pie cookie. Oh, my gosh. It's that like looks that. so oh, good. Oh, this looks so good. <laughs> but the, oh, man. I just feel like they don't explore anything cool like that, like of, of being small. It's just kind of like. Uh, it just goes into like how there's like a super upper class and there's a super lower class and like this guy's kind of bouncing between them like and then like there's a cult. It, it's, it's a social satire. It's it's awful and the stuff that is supposed to be funny like I don't I don't even know if it's supposed to be funny. I think this woman's accent is like the joke a lot of times and it's just <laughs> weird. I think Mikey would say like Suburbicon. Like I remember he talked about how much he hated that movie for like a year and a half straight. Yeah, not good. Matt Damon had a rough year. Stevie. Josh. If I can suggest an opening question, (laughs) it would be, what would be your favorite comedic moment from a Christopher Nolan movie? Like, just the most funniest part. Man, you got some real knee slappers to go off there. Um, Maynard, oh, man. I mean, he did a movie with Robin Williams. I'm having trouble thinking of one. I don't fucking know. What, what would you say, Josh? I don't wear hockey pads. Yeah. I don't wear hockey pads. I really like the part in The Dark Knight when uh, Harvey Dent wakes up and uh, it's the Joker in the nurse's outfit. Yeah. It's the worst part. <laughs> and he takes off the mask and he's like, hi. Well, that part made me laugh when I saw it. It's, it's a great part because it's like Harvey sees a nurse who's covered in white makeup. And just when he removes the mask, does he decide to freak out? I love that. Part. Tell me the funniest part in a David Lynch movie. Like we could find this, this kind of thing. It's some people aren't comedians. Did I like when uh, Guy Pierce tries to push on the pull door in this movie when he comes in the <laughs> hotel? That's not bad. It does both. I like when he kicks that guy in the face on accident. That made me laugh. The elephant man has some pretty funny parts, bro. Yeah, oh, yeah. So fuck off. <laughs> Yeah. Did he do that one too? That's terrible. No, Josh. that's like my most traumatic so movie of terrible. all time that I saw as a kid. Future God. spoiler. <laughs> all right, guys, let's get started, please. Come on, I'm you guys thinking. are all late. You guys are all late. Let's go. I know, I'm thinking. <laughs> Fact one. 
Hey, Kelly, we'll head up to Ashdorf, banning all the internet renders so I can make you decide to this guy. This is spoilers. This is spoilers. Yeah. I didn't prepare a spoiler and I feel like a dickhead. I had all this time. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> I had all this time to figure this out. And I couldn't think of a spoiler the entire day. I, had, I came across so many. Christopher Nolan and is a genius. No, I was, I was going to try to weave in like VD and I, I'm just- VD? I'm VD, man, venereal disease. I'm still trying to think of that. That's when Carrie Ann Moss gets really medieval on his ass. Yeah, she's oh, like, right. she's like, your wife is, is a true? slut and a whore, and it gives you, VD rots your brain. Does it really? I Does want to it? say like, VD kills your memory. Just like spoilers. <laughs> what? VD kills oh, VD your- VD rots your brain just like- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoilers yeah. is there like VD. You should say uh, something, and then the editor can play it backwards, and then they'll say yeah. this is spoilers forwards. Well, that's a little that's a little copy off of honest trailers, but that, that's most of what I do. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. I haven't Not watched honest trailers in a long it. time. Simpsons did it. They do this whole. They do this this uh, honest trailer in reverse. That's okay. Andy Signore got canceled. We can steal all of his his, his all of his. He's, ba- he's right back though. Yeah, he was uncanceled. Yeah, is he Wait, really he uncanceled? uncanceled? Yeah, because he he had like he literally had the receipts to no, show. No, I that, watched that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. He just literally couldn't talk like, about it for two years because of his lawyers. He was innocent. But is he like friends with like Dan oh, Merle and all those? No, people I don't think so. Or no, JTE definitely not the one guy. JTE, yeah, I don't think they're gonna be friends ever again. I remember watching those early Screen Junkies episodes and when that that uh, girl that was like the cause of all this trouble like that bounced between JTE and Andy. I remember seeing her and being like, hey, she's she's pretty cute. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, you just like girls in this space. <laughs> like Lindsay Ellis, <laughs> best girl. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> I did at the what about time. Jenny yeah. Nichols. What about Jenny Nichols? All right, see me seriously. I got to get going. So I know I'm thinking, Brett, don't rush me here. All right. I mean, nobody rushed, you know, uh, Christopher Nolan's non murderous brother when he was writing this. Right? It turned out to be a masterpiece. Yeah. Next six seconds. I like what Corey said. You can just say anything. We'll play it backwards. I can just say anything. It should start it, with it, fact. It's list, eh? Whatever you say, it starts with fact one. Ooh. Okay, so I say fact one and say whatever I want. Yeah. Say Josh L. murdered and raped your wife. Dude. Oh, Jesus Christ. No. no say someone in reverse. Is, say someone, in reverse. That's say, so funny. Someone is going to unreverse it. Keep that in mind. There will be one fan who does that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Say Brett Patrick okay, so I'll just Kelly. Go with this. Brett Patrick Kelly of Fort Wayne, Indiana did it. Wow. That's not my middle name, but thank you. Say Brett's <laughs> phone number. Okay. I'm just gonna say this. What? So where are you? You're in some motel room. You just you just wake up and you're in 
in a motel room. There's the key. It feels like maybe it's just the first time you've been there, but perhaps you've been there for a week, three months. It's it's kind of hard to say. I don't, I don't know. It's just an anonymous room. Hurt me a time, garbage, time.